0: Hey gang, I'm Andy Zook, and this is the podcast, Bad at Parties. I want to give a heads up to our regular listeners about the next episode, which will be coming out on Friday night rather than the regular Sunday night as I'll be traveling. If you are a regular listener, and this means anything at all to you, please let me know what you think about the podcast by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. This is really, really helpful, not only for letting me know what you think, but also to aid other listeners in finding our show, really. Thanks so much for helping by reviewing the show on iTunes. Okay, this week, Gabe Much is on the show. Longtime friend, amazing performer, musician, circus kid, and a fully immersed artist. Gabe mentions his new musical project, Crystal and Quiet. Get in before they break into the music scene by checking them out on Facebook. We'll have a link to that on our social media sites, so check it out. Okay, we're going to start by talking about birthdays and drugs. Gabe Much! You turned 24 in April. What day's your birthday?
1: I, well, I turned the 25th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you are I 25. I am
0: 24. So you are 24. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> this
1: is a fun mic check.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, not it not works much. and it does it. But you... So that means that the next birthday is the golden birthday. Yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know yet. You don't know? No. Um, for my golden birthday, I turned 20. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's where the story stops. I don't know. I don't think I what? did a special thing. <laughs> well, because I didn't drink until I turned 21. And so right. I was just like, well, my friends are like, we should go get crazy. And I was like, nah, I don't. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. No. But you I, can get crazy. I probably will. I like getting crazy on my birthday. Crazy I got crazy on my last birthday. Dude, who doesn't like getting crazy on their birthday?
1: It's very satisfying. And I did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of myself. I didn't do any shots. I started the night with a no shot policy. No shot like, policy. Two shots, game. and I was like, "No, will not." Yep. I was like, "I'm trying." You to... You got to play a long game. game. I'm long game, and yeah. I played the long game. Good job. I also rolled a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a lot of bit. So. Yeah. But I waited until like I had already seen all my friends and like had real right. You had
0: said like I've made some memories. Uh-huh. Time to make
1: some. Wait, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so like at, right after. My friend uh, Igor's crazy circus metal band played Mm -hmm. because I told all my friends to meet at sunset where a crazy circus metal band was playing. And almost nobody bought a ticket to go into the, like, it was like me and five other people. Aww.
0: Which was disappointing. And there were
1: like 30 people out there. That That is
0: a cool thing about that venue, though, Mm -hmm. is that, like, they've reshaped their space so that now you can go back into there, enjoy the concert, love it, and everybody who wants to hang out in the bar can do that. Yep. the people at the concert don't hate the people in the bar. Totally. The people in the bar don't hate the it musicians. It was wonderful. It was great. Yeah, and it's very symbiotic. And
1: then, like, as soon as that was done, I had been socializing for three hours. I took some MDMA and then had like, six more hours of fun. That's great. What was that like? the best. Mm-hmm. That's like the. That was the second time I'd done it, yeah. so I knew what to expect. You were like,
0: "Okay, I, I have like, I have an experience coming into this." Yeah, I was like, "I'm a pro. I can do this." Cool. The first time, <clears throat> mystery. First time was mystery, but also very good experience. Yeah, were you like yeah. at home?
1: I was at my I was at Jack's house, mm-hmm. Jack Clinch. Yep. and my current roommate and I did it with him, mm-hmm. and so the th- three of us
0: were like. Just up all night. That's great. Chit-chatting
1: and talking about our experience and talking about how we saw things. What do you
0: feel like? I, I, okay, I'm super curious about this stuff mm-hmm. because I have, I just don't, like, I've had, like, marijuana, some. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just because, like, I mean, you know I didn't drink till I was 21. Totally. And so that just continued and everything else is just kind of like, well, I'm going to see how long I can go without just because right, that's right. very much my personality. It's right. just like, oh, what if I don't? Right. Um, and so I still am very curious about a lot of stuff like that. And I just want to know, like, what was your experience like? Um, immensely positive.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I mean, like a lot of drugs, it essentially just, like, dumps a lot of serotonin at you. Yeah. In a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, for me, affected, and I think for a lot of people, it affects the way you perceive your space in your body hmm. differently than other drugs, like... Cocaine dumps a bunch of dopamine in your brain and it just makes you like crazy alert. Yeah. And like kind of happy, but also kind of neurotic. Yeah. It's totally a neurotic, unpredictable. It's alert.
0: It's like, I've heard it very much described as like you feel a sense of need. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a pleasant need, but it's, but like, it's very got to much like, stuff. we let's gotta, yeah, we gotta let's go. Do it. Let's like, do it. We gotta.
1: And there is that sort of, there is that sense of urgency a little bit mm-hmm. with MBMA. But, or ecstasy, but Mm -hmm. you really are so aware of, like, your space and your body. And, like, I remember having a very distinct feeling of, like, infinity in my own mouth. (laughs) It was, like, everything in my mouth was so far away from everything else in my mouth. And I could sense that. And it was this chasm (laughs) of a thing. And, like, my legs got infinitely long to myself. But then I could just look down at them and they were right
0: there. I, I had this really bizarre, like, recent meditation experience mm-hmm. because my um, my therapist has been talking to me about that and I've been talking to him about it. Like, it's very some, much something I've prompted. And been, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew it was something he would, had experience in and I was curious about and felt like it would be a positive influence in my life and mm-hmm. it has been. But, like, I was just sitting here at this table and just having this meditative time and just, like, opposite of that like feeling like everything was huge it felt small I felt Mm. incredibly small kind of like that childlike state and it was incredibly pleasant it felt very much like kind of that nothing really matters Mm -hmm. everything is fine just at peace and it it felt very much like I am incredibly small Mm -hmm. and that is good like I don't have to be this big thing that takes up all this space very safe in the vastness of the universe right Couched comfortably in it. Mm-hmm. Space and time. Yeah. So much bigger. So much bigger. And I think that that's, you know, why people like to sing, seek out, you know, not specifically drugs, but anything that is creating a, a serotonin effect mm-hmm. or any sorts of dopamine rushings. It's you're wanting to feel a sense of safeness, whether or right. not that's like happiness or joy. Those are, right. I- in essence, just like I have achieved peak experience because I know I must be safe. If mm-hmm. I feel this good, I must have enough food. Yeah. I must have a secure environment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. definitely. It it uh, it rushes to that point that maybe isn't really there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: So very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't seek those things for my life, but I'm open to them when the
0: opportunities arise. Yeah, that's a diplomatic way, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you feel like um, I don't know? I know that there's a lot of uh, musicians that I've really looked up to that have really talked about like the use of, of drugs or things that are creating this ethereal state, mm-hmm. meditation even, anything sure. that's creating this ethereal state, and using that for the writing process. And that sounds crazy mad to me. That sounds so hard. I don't understand how you could do that. No. Because... I mean, I'm panicked
1: when I'm right. trying to do these things. It's just uh-huh.
0: complete anxiety attack. So yeah. nothing's being created in that. But for someone who's even having a good experience... Right. You're saying, like, no, how could you do that? Well, to me, music is, like, release, but it's also work. Yeah. And when
1: I'm not in my right state, I don't want to work. Mm-mm. So, I've in my recent life, I've been trying to, like, create environments where I want to work more mm-hmm. in what I feel like is the work that I need to do yeah. for various projects and whatever. So, if I was, like, on any kind of drug, I don't know how I could do that. Different, though, I think, for performance. I can see how people could totally. use drugs to enhance how they perceived and maybe how other people's perceived sure. their live performance.
0: Yeah, because at that yeah. point you're you're eliminating your editor, you're mm-hmm. eliminating your barriers. Yeah. You're saying, I'm gonna not second guess myself and I'm just yeah. gonna go with it. And that sense of ridiculousness can look like from a observer, like, oh wow, what a commitment right. to character. Right. Whereas really the character is committed itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Hmm, that's interesting. And I think that that definitely spurred, like, uh, an observer Mm -hmm. who's maybe an up-and-coming musician, up-and-coming writer, somebody Mm -hmm. who's looking at the theater and saying, I want to be this, that's the environment in which they're seeing it. They're seeing it as performance. And I think that definitely, like, we look at performance and saying that's what writing looks like, which is a terrible way to think about Mm -hmm. this is how you write a song, is to look at the finished product. totally. Yeah. Totally. I definitely can, like feel like there's been some really important stages in my life where I've been like oh I'll never be this good I'll never be this good as some musician and mm-hmm. then I'm just like that I, I don't know like listen to a stripped down version of it or an acoustic version or something and you're just like right. oh that's so accessible right right, right this right. isn't the perfect thing this is like this is what it looks mm-hmm. like when you're writing it this yeah like, it like thing that you're still crafting yeah totally
1: mm-hmm. yeah I remember seeing an interview with um James Mercer from The Shins. Mm, yep. Oh, well, it was a and a at the Paramount that I got to go to. I was there with
0: you. You were there.
1: That's right. Yeah, we were both there. Nice. <laughs> right. ah, that's
0: funny. Yep. Right. Or <laughs> right, I guess it was at the Moor. Yeah, it was at the Moor Theater. They did that show for, like, a bunch of mm-hmm. um, Starbucks employees yep, and then people who had been a part one. of More Music at the Moor.
1: Yep. Yep. So, I'm glad I was able to take something away from that Q&A because that morning, my band at the time, The Cellar Door, mm-hmm. had been scheduled to have a sit-in with the Shins, mm-hmm. and we were gonna play our music for them and talk about it, yeah, like, private. Mm-hmm. And on our... And the person that was coordinating it, um, this woman named... What was her name? Vicky? Was it Vicky O'Connell or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vicky. Mm-hmm. She was very clear to us of, like, this could fall through at any time. Totally. But it was, like, day of... And we She's like,
0: super professional. Uh-huh. She just makes shit happen. Oh, yeah. Or doesn't, and it's like, well... I gave you realistic expectations. Yep. She's she's the real deal. Totally. Yep. So she
1: made it very clear that it could fall through at any time. And it did, about 45 minutes before we were supposed to be there. And it was just like, The on. van The van, and the car's In loaded. In the car. We had it all. We were ready. Everyone was together, and I got the text, and it was like, <sighs> So I was very mad at James Mercer and the shins at that yeah. time.
0: But. You still got to go back, and we got to talk with him. We
1: got to talk with him. And he was just talking about, like, the uh, coffee shop versions of his songs from that record that
0: mm-hmm.
1: Rifle Spiral was on.
0: Uh, uh, the Onion one? Or no, it's uh, O-something. Not O-Inverted World. No, not... Same, thank you. You got me. Ah, Thanks. I don't,
1: um, uh, well, anyway, I think it was their third studio album. Mm-hmm. So it was like those songs. that I had just listened to that album, and okay. I was like, oh, this is so cool. cool. And then it was just sort of a light bulb for me to hear him talk about how he wrote those songs on an acoustic guitar. Right,
0: and he was talking about, you know, he's living, Mm -hmm. I think he was, like, he still lives in Albuquerque and he was Mm -hmm. talking about being that and trying to go back to his original state of, like, this is how he wrote it in the garage. with just, like, random gear. And I I think that that was super helpful because he was there with mostly, like, 21 and under Mm -hmm. youth. Like, that's where we were at at that time. And he was just like, use whatever you've got. Just make it. It doesn't have to be Perfect. It doesn't have to be like this perfect thing. Like, you will make it happen and it'll be great. Yep, doesn't matter. No. Love that. Yeah, I really like that. Because I was definitely in a place where I was like, I have to, I was still playing an acoustic guitar, and I was like, I have to get an electric, I have to get pedals, Mm -hmm. I have to get an amp, and Mm -hmm. then I have to change all these things. It's always the thing. Yeah. I I need something else before I can work. Sure. And I think that that's one of the biggest, like, graces I gave myself was just, like, work with what you've got. Mm -hmm. Just work with what you've got, and then if you have something different, work with that. Yep. Like, work towards it, but whatever you have, use that. Totally. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely tough to live in that both, like, desire... And what do I have right now? Like, it's that duality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you just, I think you have to do them both at the same time. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, as long as you're continuing to work and write and do the work that you can, it's still cool to dream and be like, if I had this, I could do this other work. Sure. As long as you're continuing to get stuff done. Yeah. Because that's when months or years have gone by and you're
0: like, I haven't written a song. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, so talking about the cellar door. Sure. That was like a big project that was collaborative with other people and you've been working on other stuff since then Mm -hmm. but i can't you haven't really been working with other people until very recently not as much no No.
1: yeah
0: um you do have a new project though yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's crystal and quiet crystal and quiet nice it's gonna be cool yeah it's kind of funk kind of punky or not punky, poppy it's gonna definitely have some pop Pop. To it. Yeah. And I'm
1: kind of writing in that headspace. Cool. So we'll see how it really shakes down with are, the people involved. You're
0: you're focusing on playing keys. I what don't want to f- play anything. Oh, really? I just want to sing if nice. it's possible. Cool. The stuff that you um mm. a, another thing that we did together was we did that covers concert for Joseph mm-hmm. that we did in Portland that was really together. Cool. That was so fun. Yeah. Uh, and I loved the song that you created. Like I have like a little recording of it on my phone. I listen to it every now and <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And I felt like Just kind of the way you were singing that and presenting Mm -hmm. yourself into that kind of much more pop, Mm -hmm. kind of pulled back, very soulful feel in the, just the little demo, little bit that you post on Facebook. I was like, oh, I'm getting that same vibe again, Yeah. except now kind of a little bit higher register, a little bit more, uh, dance to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm totally after that. Yeah. Um, but I also
1: want to, I have three musicians that I'm collaborating with now, Mm -hmm. um, Dave Chapitis, who is, like, producing and writing with me, and we've been working together for, like, eight months. Cool. Um, and he's a great guitarist and engineer, and he just does it all. He's great. Um, and he has a real passion for, like, organic sounds, and also has a huge suspicion towards, like, tracks, Hmm. and making tracks and playing tracks live, and so... I feel compelled to work with him, but also that was a challenge of, like, oh, maybe I can't just, like, make all these tracks that we just play embellish. in the background. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. And then I have a percussionist named Abe Newell, who does a million things, mm-hmm. but he's actually really interested in, like, Ableton and sampling and triggers and sure. stuff, and so now he's coming in. Yeah. And then I have a bass player who loves just, like, R&B and funk.
0: Yeah. Which is perfect. You Which gotta just crazy. have somebody yeah. who's, like, I am skilled. Uh-huh. I'm. This is going to be a fat sound, uh-huh. and it's going to it's gonna drive everything ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they're all just, like, tugging and pulling, so I, I feel really good about how they're going to... What that, they're going to come up good. with.
0: That's good. How do you feel, like, um, creative sh- uh, space sharing goes for you? Like, everyone's got a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. How equal are the shares when it comes to working together and creating the music that you're doing? I want everyone to have a stake mm-hmm. and a claim. Yeah. Because
1: if you... I don't, like... Having hired guns. Totally. With my project. There's no dependence. Like you're gonna uh-huh. feel like what
0: if all the time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I
1: want to. I want people to feel like this is their record. This is their music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I I aim to have, to give people a good chunk of the pie. Good. But ultimately. It's your project. It's my project. Yeah. Sure. Um. And Dave has a slightly bigger chunk because we've been doing more writing mm-hmm. together, and then Tennyson and Abe will have. Like, smaller chunks.
0: Yeah, but they still have the authority to and the voice to say, like, mm-hmm. I think this part should be like this. Or if they hear something, they're like, hey, you've got that thing. What if instead you did this? Totally. There is the ability to collaborate. Totally. Mm-hmm. But still, during rehearsal and during
1: practice, I will not be afraid to say, Tennyson just played this bass line, and I'll tell him the bass line. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't work, and other people will chime in. Yeah.
0: But, um, you know, it's like... Totally. We we have like this practice right now in our band where we're just constantly saying like, Yep, I'll try it. And we just mm-hmm. like if we Absolutely. if something's happening, we'll just say like, Will you just try it? And yeah, we'll just be like, Okay. Yeah. And just kind of remind ourselves that we're if someone proposes something, yeah, we're always going to give mm-hmm. it a shot. Even if we're like, hey, I'm just gonna voice it, I'm not super down for this. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. And I just think that mentality of willingness yep. to hear out somebody all the way to the end
1: totally Yeah. total positivity
0: yeah no it's just, bad ideas yeah there are no bad ideas everything is accessible like we're on each other's time and so mm-hmm. if I like as much as I don't want you to I don't want to disrespect your time by going forever on this one idea I also don't want to disrespect your time by not giving you any right yeah 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 it's all totally about balancing really that good. cool so it sounds like you got good people good people good people got a bunch of ideas that you've brought to the table that you're like tons yeah yeah you're kind of you're you've always been pretty prolific. I don't think that about myself. Okay, at all. I think that about you. Well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I do have a lot of stuff I've been working on. Mm-hmm. It's been like years that I've been yeah. working on it, so
0: I don't know. Sure. It feels like the most I've ever had, mm-hmm. and that feels prolific to me. <laughs> that's great. I was hanging out in Anacortes this last weekend and was just hanging out with my best friend John who used to play with... Uh, right, he's prolific. He's No, not John Van Dusen. Oh. I, he's a good friend of mine, oh, but okay. my best friend, John Van Dusen... <laughs> Sorry, I'm... My best friend, Jonathan Keen, mm-hmm. who, like, I grew up with, and he's also very good friends with John Van Dusen They him. have a, a recording, like, engineering project that yeah. they do together when yeah, yeah. they work on people's stuff. But John Jonathan Keene has Sorry. been working a bunch lately on getting his own stuff out, mm-hmm. and for about five years now he's been working on one project yeah and he's like pretty far in recording it and he just like let me take his unmixed tracks home and I've been listening to them nonstop. and like I just have so much respect for that slow game Mm -hmm. that just like no I'm not going to put it out I'm not going to put it out I'm going to work on it I'm going to make it exactly what I want totally which I think is something we can both relate to on the past is saying like Oh, I'll just go for it. Mm -hmm. Well, how about this? We'll put this out. We'll play the show. We've just practiced this song this week, and now we're going to play it. And it's just like, no, instead, like, get it exactly like you want it. Have really polished work. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
1: I think I'm shooting for a combo of both. Yeah. Because I have been letting this thing stew for a long time, Mm -hmm. and so I'm kind of ready to let it out. Good. Um, even though I know there's all of this work that still me- needs to be done. Sure. There's a part of me that's, like, I've been thinking about it, and I'm going to know it when I see it, and I'm not going to need to sit on it for another X many years. I'm totally. like, let's write this record, let's record it, let's do it, let's get mm-hmm. it out in
0: spring. Well, and, and I, I think, think I can. yeah, I think that that's the, there's a difference in that, like, is the writing ready, and is the performance ready? And, mm-hmm. like, the performance can be ready way before it's reached its peak, and it should yep. because, I mean, you think about comedians, when they do a special, it's because they've been touring the same bit for a while, right. and now it's at its best. Right. And that's why, you know, that's what you do with recording. Mm-hmm. You don't record a song as soon as it's ready, and you don't record a song when it's super old. You write it when it's at, or you record it when it's at its prime, and you mm-hmm. say, it's a record. I'm capturing the moment Yeah. right here as it is. Let's record it. Yeah, let's record it. But with that performance state... Um, I think that there's something so beautiful with seeing people grow. With, like, yeah. saying, like, oh, I remember when I saw you last month. And compared to that, if this month, it was mm-hmm. so cool to see you do this. And that, And totally. like, gives people something to care about. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wild stuff. I'm really excited to have that experience where I get to see you. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be Are you gonna be putting anything, like, are you going to be going out and playing shows anytime soon? Or are you going to wait a little bit? Hopefully in the next three months. Nice. I'm, I just left to
1: my old job, so I've set aside Tuesday through Friday to work on music mm-hmm. and the various projects. Yeah. Um, but the one that I'm hoping will take the forefront and develop the most quickly is, is Crystal and Quiet. Sure. Record. So the goal is to have a single that we're going to release, and that'll probably be our first show. Yeah. So like, do it. Cool. Make it big. I'll be there. So whenever the single and a seven-song set is ready yeah venue. it'll yeah. happen alright I've got enough material uh-huh. to
0: be like okay I don't have to open at a coffee shop I yeah. can actually play a venue okay. and be like we've got a whole set
1: and that'll be like we'll blast the old salad email list and that'll oh. be the one email those people ever get from yep. me mm-hmm. about the new thing yep. just so they know and we'll just try to get you know 100 200 people out It's great I look That's forward fun. to getting that email yeah Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that'll be fine <laughs>
0: Love um, that'll be so tight you did say though like and we were talking about this before you left your job recently mm-hmm. and that was much more like that was a musical experience as well yeah but it was like a theatrical experience yeah yeah I, I like to talk about this a lot is that kind of like the other art totally. that is good and important and fi and you do a Ton of different types uh, of one things. Is things. Yeah, but so that's like a big thing though, is <laughs> yeah. like this stage element, which is something that I know you've had a long time. You did like stuff in high school. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. What was that like getting back on stage in kind of a more theatrical sense? Perfect.
1: Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And it was ultimately, I was getting paid to be a server. I was working at this dinner theater, and Zani, and they have a whole staff of people that they pay minimum wage to and tips. But they ask them to basically be a chorus for the show. Yep. And so it comes with its whole set of weird catch-22s and problems and just like, this is what's happening. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I get to sing and dance and clown with guests and just like be ridiculous and Mm -hmm. over the top and speak in fake French accents to people. As long as I could, and then being like, nah, you got me. You yeah. <laughs> I'm, not and I'm not French. I'm not French. I'm not French. Where fr- are you from? I am from Seattle, hi. Seattle, hi. Uh, hi. And that kind of shit, which was very uh, motivating and yeah. inspiring. And also being in that place, I heard the stories of a lot of people who made it who were performers
0: there. Sure. Who were getting paid, you know, good money per night. Because mm-hmm. they have, like, the theme where mm-hmm. they have a single show that is focused around that big performer. That's sort kind of, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You or is that why? more just like what they're doing right now? It's
1: kind of what it is right now. Okay. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but they usually it's even more of just like an ensemble cast of these are our Trapeze artists, here are our clowns, here's yeah. our juggler, here's mm-hmm. our magician, our diva, whatever it is. Sure. Um and so getting to hear how those people got started yeah. really helped me to relax. Be like this is good I'm glad that I'm here I'm gonna spend and I spent a year and a half being a chorus server yeah a circus yeah and circus arts like greatly changed how I consider art and how I think about
0: it totally I mean it's a completely different thing Mm -hmm. and also you've got people who want to do it but are also like being like I am also trying to get the food out in time like you're (laughs) learning to be like insane how do I I think it's so great because it's very much saying like get the job done Mm -hmm. like accomplish the task that you need to do and then bring it also yeah yeah totally totally Mm -hmm. and just having to turn it on like Sure. Five nights a week was yeah, very, very useful sure. as an exercise. We were talking about Pete Holmes' podcast earlier uh-huh. before this, and like he always says like can you be funny on Thursday at eight o'clock? Like that idea <laughs> of like can you be a professional? Like who's not just like yep. yeah, I know I can play guitar and really move you. It's like great, can you be can you be that at this exact time mm-hmm. it's coming up and I need you to be that. I need right. you to achieve. Right. It's like that's what a professional is. Totally, mm-hmm. absolutely. So good practice for that, Yeah, in a I'm, sense. I'm sure. Did you have anything really wild or like, what was the... I don't know. I That's a stupid question. <laughs> but I feel like in that environment, you've got a bunch of people who... I, I'll just say what it is. If you've got a bunch of people in the arts, we're not the most emotionally stable individuals. Yeah. And we're not the most socially stable individuals. Yeah. And then you're trying to have those people like, bring their emotions to the stage. Mm-hmm. And then also be professional and serve food. I'm sure that sometimes people are not at their best, or, like, they have to give up one for the other. Did you feel... I mean, maybe you don't want to rag on any of your team members that you just left. I mean, if anything, the really dramatic stuff came from the performers more than the servers. Oh, yeah.
1: In a, in a way. Mm-hmm. Because those people have made it, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And they get a, like, longer leash because you've
0: made it. Totally. Like, so... Um... Just like you're going to... You've got the big performer who's in the green room. You're going to give them all the yellow... Uh-huh. Yeah, light totally. ...like Skittles. Totally. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you're willing to cater to them more.
1: So, I mean, people... I don't know if I have any, like, really specific stories that I should share. One, there was a performer who punched a hole in the wall... Yeah. ...after a performance. And it was always... Everybody knew that after this one particular act, these two were going to be... Bickering and they're also together, and that's a thing. Like, there's a lot of circus lover pairs that are married, and Woof. it's like crazy. And you see them bicker and bicker and bicker over these acts. And there was one in particular where, um, yeah,
0: he, he got done and just like cussed out his partner. And oh my
1: god, punched a hole in the wall. It was what?
0: nutty. Yeah, I think it was on a podcast with Sheris. I was, we talked about that idea of like, I could never mm. be. Like I, like Heather, my wife, mm-hmm. I could never be a like performing musician with her. That right. sounds like the end of a relationship. Right. That sounds like the great death. Like that sounds so awful. I could, yeah. I just can't imagine how in people do In the circus, that.
1: it's like so common. It's part of the lifestyle, though. It's right, like circus family. Circus. circus family. It's 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 got its roots mm-hmm. in that. It's got its roots in mm-hmm. it. It used to be. It used to be a family thing. Like, you were born into the circus. Or you ran away and you joined the circus and you forsook the home you left. No. like you Forsook it. you forsaken. Yeah. Or I guess forsook is... That's okay. Well, there we go. It's a it, new word it now. It forsooked. It <laughs> forsooked. Um, yeah, you know, like, it's... You you leave to go. Mm-hmm. And so this... The whole circus thing that's happening now, that it's like, you buy a Groupon to go take a circus class. Very new. Yeah. It used to be cult-ish. It's like, oh, yeah, right? Uh-huh. It used to be
0: this, like gypsies like
1: outcasts gypsies it Mm -hmm. was your family yep and that
0: it lives on like that think of that place as my family yeah it would be like if in like a few years we were like oh are you going to go to the fine like hillbilly distillery that they have down the road Mm -hmm. it's part of this new really small batch thing where they take cornmeal and it's a and they do that they just make moonshine yeah yeah totally it'd be like that that be the way that we view it now Yes. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's crazy. So, Circus Man. Yeah, Circus Man. That's great. Um, I don't know. I think I, I love that. It's definitely like you've got to live into kind of this more flamboyant self, mm-hmm. this this caricature of yourself, mm-hmm. and give into that, which I think that a lot of musicians, um, especially Seattle musicians, don't know how to do. They mm-hmm. There is a, no ability to humble themselves. Um, I'll just say that like I don't think that that's something I see around I see like a a huge striving for the cool and to do that really forces you to engage and be not cool yes I think that that is so beautiful totally yeah and that is
1: like I got to study some clowning over the last year and a half Mm -hmm. I've studied different aerial arts and I've watched this amazing show happen to me night after night Sure. and I've talked to all these performers and there is something that happens especially in clowning Mm -hmm. which is one of the core of circus theories. And clowning is all about being bad. Yeah. It's like you are being bad at something and you're being present and you're inviting people in. It's about breaking the fourth wall. Sure. And it's about being vulnerable and it's about finding the most interesting, weird way to do something and mm-hmm. accomplish a task. <laughs> it's like things like that Yeah. that I think musicians would do so well taking a clowning class right, or something. Because some of the exercises, you just
0: get up there and you just breathe and you make eye contact with everybody in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, it's crazy. And isn't that, I mean, isn't that in Mm -hmm. essence like why so many people are drawn to to performance arts Mm -hmm. is because you want to see like somebody acknowledge a truth. And that is essentially what you're doing. You're saying, I'm going to acknowledge a very mundane truth. Like, here, let me do an observational task. Yeah. And let me show you the ridiculousness of it. Totally. Let me show you, like, hey, we can all relate to this. That time we tried to tie our shoes and it just, mm-hmm. it went as poorly as possible. Yes. Like, we're all afraid of that. We're yeah. all afraid of, like, what if I bend down in public and tie my shoe and my pants rip? Yeah. That's totally. clowning. Hilarious. Yeah. And It's then, just saying, like, I'm going to do it in this crowd um, and laugh at it and it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those... Show me the musician who does that with their art who says, like... Let me talk about these really painful mm-hmm. things and not how I'm great because of them, how I'm terrible because of right. them and just be honest
1: with that. Totally. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole like thing that I feel I'm after in a way where I want to be, especially in pop mm-hmm. and trying to make a project that's like that, where I want to be cool and have cool clothes yeah. and have the cool stuff, mm-hmm. but also I want to get up in front of people and breathe and have moments of silence and have moments that we all create together that really just acknowledges that we're all just here Mm -hmm. together. And we're going to talk about some stuff and I'm going to sing about some stuff and share some stories, but I'm going to look at you and I want you to know that I'm looking at you.
0: And if that was the end game, that's the end game. Sure. You know, like, well, and people, I think that there is this Impulse in people to say that pulp is, or pulp. That poop. Uh, that <laughs> poop. That uh, mm-hmm. pop is. Um, it's monochromatic. It doesn't mm-hmm. have depth to it, and oftentimes uh, that feeling I think can come from the way that the music is presented, with kind of this constant level mm-hmm. of just nonstop in your face. It's this dance club music. It can feel really right. high and lifted, but that's not what pop is you know you Mm -hmm. look at David Bowie you look at Michael Jackson like these kings of pop who are making you experience these really beautiful full things and they're saying no pop is not that pop Mm -hmm. is the use of good hooks it's using Mm -hmm. catchy things it's keeping your attention the whole time and like the modern version of that is the spongebob of pop it's just so many (laughs) lights and explosions in your face that that you're like I've got your attention the whole time because if you look away the lack of stimulation is going to be painful to you Like, totally. you, you are addicted to this. Totally. Yeah, and I think good pop avoids that addiction. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to create a dependency. I'm going to say, like, hey, this is going to be a safe space. You, right. It's going to be predictable and challenging, and it's going to be good. Totally. Yeah. And
1: we're all just going to, like, trust that it's, it's pop. It's yeah. popular. <laughs> yeah, it's In popular. Way, it's yeah. weird. It's very accessible. I don't want people to be like... It, I don't want it to be that pop-punk scene where it's like, Whoa! Or I don't want it to be the folk scene where it's like, I am Kinfolk magazine, and now I'm going to go to a folk concert. Yeah. Like, I want it to be like, anybody comes, and they're like, that was great. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a song about life on Mars, or there was a song about sure. racial justice, or whatever. Sure. Like, It's the full gambit. You can sure. do anything. Mm-hmm. Like I can say anything in a pop song. And it is acceptable because pop music is so robust, it has a delivery. Right,
0: it's accessible. And to mm-hmm. that, and to the racist who's accidentally listening to it and doesn't notice mm-hmm. that those lyrics mean they just got caught by the hook and all of a sudden you slipped in this message, yeah. that's how you get them. Totally. 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 <laughs> well, uh, I'm really excited to hear that. That will be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. I think. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? I think that there's that idea of... You're talking about clowning. You're talking mm-hmm. about kind of living into this more... What I'm going to say, like, maybe even a flamboyant concept of self. Love it. Great. I, yeah, good. I I don't say that as a derogatory. I say it as the most, one of the most beautiful words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you've really uh, given yourself the space to be that and to kind of become um, the fullness of yourself rather than saying this is what a musician is supposed to look like yeah. or this is what, like... Gabe is supposed to look like. Like, it's just saying, like, who do I want to be? Yep. How do I want to present myself rather than trying to fit yourself into this mold that's around you? You're trying to say, the mold is going to structure me. And I, I wonder how, like, leaning into these artistic moments, you know, how you felt like that has affected your personal life. I do feel like by allowing
1: myself to be challenged and to. Have performances at Teatro, where mm-hmm. I just, like, totally show up every day and mess with people and flirt with people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's been great for me. Yeah. And doing a couple, like, drag performances mm-hmm. has been wonderfully challenging. Yeah. And I don't think of myself as a queen or identify as anything but a man mm-hmm. as masculine. Like, there's still something... Valuable and worthwhile to me about putting on a dress. And yeah, knowing what it's like to wear heels for eight hours. Absolutely, and having my calves be sore for like four days. <laughs> yeah, like days and days and days. Days and days. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and um. And, like, I put on makeup every night at mm-hmm. Zanzani. Yeah. And I started to realize that I actually like the way my face looks a little better when I have foundation and blush. Right. Like, and well, I, I mean, do it all the time. Yeah, you think about that concept. Like, uh-huh. why do...
0: You're like, oh, why do women look so beautiful when they've got makeup on? It's because you're used to seeing them that way. Right. Like, that is the norm. If mm-hmm. I start wearing makeup all the time and then I don't one day, you're going to be like, your face looks really dirty. Really colorless. Yeah. My boss looks- <laughs> at Zanzani
1: is... Uh, she... I'll just say is, because she's forever my boss. Yeah, um, for sure. Her name is Samina, and she is from Eastern Europe. I think literally Transylvania. Cool. And so she definitely embraces the vampire jokes. But when I uh, I wore makeup for the first year that I was there, and the first times that I stopped wearing makeup, she would be like, you look pale. What is wrong with you? Go put <laughs> on some makeup. Like, oh, shit. <laughs>
0: And it was great. she was right. It's right. I yeah. looked pale. You did. I didn't look as good. No. Straight up. It's just like, oh, yeah. I look better if I do this uh-huh. thing. Yeah. It's culturally not the norm. Totally. But it's also totally fine.
1: Yeah. And a couple weeks ago, for the first time, actually, I wore exactly foundation and a little bit of blush to a wedding that I was going to with yeah. like a bunch of friends. And I didn't tell anybody and I didn't talk about it. And I just looked at myself and I was like, I look a little better. And nobody said anything. I don't know if anybody noticed. No. Probably not. No. But I, it was, like, I, yeah, was kind of working, like... Yeah, when I was working... Kind
0: Yeah, uh, when I was working in the schools, like, I worked with an individual who was going through a transformative pay uh, or a stage and they mm-hmm. didn't know how to define... They hadn't decided how they were going to define themselves and they hadn't, I would say, discovered how they were de- mm-hmm. defining themselves. Right. Um, and in that process, they had not yet figured out how to appropriately put on that makeup put on those types of things sure. sometimes. But then there were, you know, other times where they would just kill it. Yeah. They would just look amazing. 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 So and it's because, great. you know, they had to put so much time and thought into it. They're mm-hmm. like, there aren't models around me for what this is supposed to be like. I mean, right. now we live in 2016 and, like, they could get on the internet and so they were able to find things. But, like, they were putting intensive time into saying, like, yeah. I really care about this discovery. Yeah, And, I, th- and I think that to do that for an artistic purpose and to, to really dig into that and just be like, I want to do this in the way that feels like it most represents the character and the self that I'm trying to present. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I've been messing around with makeup and, well, mostly it started with painting my nails and I did that for like a while in college. Yeah. And like people are like, oh, it's a guy that paints his nails. It's fine. Sometimes I have wins, sometimes I did not. Like one time I chose like a weird... Off muted yellowy right. color. and it's You're like, essentially don't air. Right.
0: Which every middle school girl went through that right.
1: phase. <laughs> I didn't. It's just as males, we haven't done that. And I was like 22 years old and I was doing that. And yeah. It was like, oh, now I get it. You know, yeah. and uh, so, and I remember when the first Hunger Games movie came out yeah. and Lenny Kravitz was the character Cinna and yeah. he just looked fucking awesome. So good. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I looked at that. And have then since really discovered Prince and David Bowie yeah. in my the last few years and actually looked at them in their careers and actually listened to their music. I yeah. was like, that's amazing. Yeah. And that was just something that was kind of bubbling inside of themselves. And they were brave enough to latch onto it and to see how it became an expression. And I have felt very fortunate that Opportunities have presented themselves to me where I've been able to also, like, not to compare myself to those people, but they're people. To they're just people. Not be afraid to now wear a little bit of foundation and blush yeah. to like my closest friend's wedding.
0: Yeah. Because you're like, just like yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're like oh the model is there. I know what the extreme looks like, and if I'm doing yeah. this, this is a very acceptable mm-hmm. way to go about it. Yep. And I just want to.
1: I want to. I want to be who I am because I know that I'm at a part of a spectrum that is, like, on the very fringe of the masculine male identity world. Sure. And I want to
0: be able to just own that. I don't know. Sure. Well, and I've definitely gone through periods of my life where I've very much, like, identified with that. And then, like... But most of that had to do with growing up in, like, a really small town. And right. growing up in, like, a really, rural rural area. And then mm-hmm. moving out to the city and being like, oh, I'm actually... I'm pretty center, I'm pretty in the middle, but having this, like, cultural right, surrounding that right. told me, like, you're very fringe. Right. Like, I had a lot of people who were like, oh, you're probably gay. And, uh, right. To, and to just be totally. like, hey, like, first of all, like, I'm not. Second of all, like, there's definitely, like, this push to being, like, I'm, like, the, the other is trying to tell me that that is an insult. And I'm saying, like, yeah, sure, go ahead, think that. I'm fine with you thinking that because I'm not going to be offended by that because there is nothing to be offended by by being someone who is gay. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so I think that there have definitely been times where I've found myself leaning more into that or or allowing people to think that and just being like, great, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Be comfortable with me being a gay person. I'm not a gay person, but if you want to perceive me as that... Fine, because right. what the fuck do I care? Right, totally. What the fuck do you care if I want to put my dick in a butt? Like, <laughs> right I don't care, real. you shouldn't oh care. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yep, totally. Oh my god. Every day of my life.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely... I funny. I don't know. I think... Have you felt like you've had, like, negative responses to this kind of, like, leaning into these awareness of self or, or this artistic self? I do think no? so. No? That's great. I don't think so. Hell yeah.
1: I feel like... There have been, like, a couple of times where I, like, there was one time, I guess it was the last time I was in drag, I created this character named Santa Baby, and we went out to the karaoke club. (laughs) That's so good. And I was just, like, bombshell blonde Mm -hmm. in this, like, sexy little Santa costume, and we went and sang Christmas songs, and it was in, I guess it must have been around Christmas time. It was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I got some flack from some assholes in the bar. And sure. I like, remember feeling very self-righteous about it. Like, ah, I got flack for being in women's drag. Dude, blah. it feels
0: so good. It it feel, feel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been persecuted. Totally. Like, you, you want it. You want to have, like, that, like, history. Like, we're mm-hmm. having to create that. Like, that's our white male background. Totally. It's like we have so little, like, against us that we have to, like, be like, oh, I got one. Right, totally. I I got one. Mm -hmm. Like, we can do whatever we want. Totally. It's very...
1: It's, like, sad that... But also pretty understandable that that's how we end up responding to those kinds of scenarios. Sure. Um, But that's, like, the most (laughs) extreme thing I could ever think of for, like, putting on makeup and painting my nails. yeah. Yeah. Other than, like, maybe other white men looking at me funny. Right. But again, like fuck you. Yeah, you literally
0: only have other people who are in the same spot as you saying like, you gave this up. Mm -hmm. I think I'm the best. Exactly. So you're making me think like I'm not the best so I'm going to hurt you.
1: And there's nothing above me that can give me flack. No. Because I'm at the top. So to even talk about any kind of resistance doesn't make sense because there's no one as far as our cultural other than maybe someone who is rich. Yeah. Like I'm middle class. The only step up is someone who's yeah dad is literally the people powerful. above you
0: are just people who have more money mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: so yeah truly uh, resistance negligible yeah which I'm also grateful for yeah the resistance in myself woo, huge
0: yeah compared to other people oh really I like mean, kind of like a like a an anxiety or like a personal yeah fear yeah mm. totally that is really surprising I feel like from an outside perspective it's like. Here's Gabe just being more and more comfortable. Here's Gabriel just really, like, digging into these things and just being like, oh, this is a release. But you're you're saying that this is, as much as it is a release, it's also, like, uh, this is a creeping. This is a nervous, like, mm-hmm. approach towards these ideas. and It's concept. been a long time
1: coming. Hmm. And it's... Yeah, and every day there's a little bit more ground that I feel a little bit more comfortable with. Cool. But part of the reason... Well... I don't know how exactly to describe this. I don't really do drag anymore, and I don't really have a strong desire to. Yeah. Um, because it isn't the like organic part of myself. Like, sure. I don't feel like there's a part of myself that is a woman. Mm-hmm. It's fun to perform as a woman. Yeah. But it scares the shit out of me when I do, mm. and it's very. it takes a ton out of me, and that isn't a release mm. for me. It's mm. like that that part, for some reason, is not... So like, oh I can't wait to do that again. Yeah. But, I, but there is that element because it's yeah. fun and it's exciting and it's performance and I am a performer. But it, it gives. But it it takes from me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My hand gestures in this non-visual <laughs> medium did not show what I was trying to communicate. Yeah. So um so there are like there's that element I think mm-hmm. in a lot of it. And there are parts that it's like, this is the ground that I want to cover. But in order to find out whether or not that is the ground, you Mm -hmm. have to go there. Sure. So, Mm. artistically, like whether or not you can ever find out if you are a dancer, I found out in the last couple of years that I'm a dancer. I Mm. love to dance. Mm -hmm. And I've been dancing for years, but the ground finally became mine where it was like, I will dance, yeah. and I don't care if I'm trained, and I don't care how good I look, but this is part of my artistic expression, mm. and it's my home. And it just, that feels like, this feeds me. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it took a lot of time to make that territory mine. hmm And every time that I did step out a little bit more, it was hard, and it took.
0: And it was, it didn't give immediately, mm. so. yeah. Well, I think that so much like that is the, that is the role of the artist is to like be the person who goes out onto the ice and says, will this crack? Right. And and then like people, like people say like, oh, that they Mm -hmm. went out there and they did it very publicly Mm -hmm. and they did it with high heels on like, oh, if they can do it that extreme, I can come a step. I mean, I think about like a big part of like my art and what I've been doing for a long time is living into these concepts of pacifism and putting that into everything i can and Mm -hmm. to try to to say like really big messages and really extreme things about that and maybe not in like always in music but just in day-to-day life and the hope is to be like the person who is the pacifist the person who is the feminist the person who is Mm -hmm. behind the black lives matter they're going in these really extreme steps with the hope that people will take one right because like you have to go as far out there as you possibly can for anyone to be like, well, okay, I know I can I can take, I can take one step. Totally. I can start going that way. Yeah.
1: Right, and I think that's a really interesting point and a really huge conversation that musicians need to start having or think about more, too, is mm-hmm. like, what is the territory that we're going to be brave and push into? Sure. Because what I do think... I see a lot of is like homogenous creativity Mm -hmm. in a sense. And I don't, I don't say that
0: it's kind of a mean wide brush stroke. Sure. I mean, I think that what it can look like is we live in like the, the town that is centered around the open mic, you know, Mm that people that's, it's the birthplace of it. And so there is this joy of like, Hey, give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Get on the stage. You get a chance to everybody gets a chance. But what can be really dangerous about that is to not saying, great, take the next chance. Keep mm-hmm. going. It's like, you got perfect at something. Now go back to being imperfect by pushing yourself further. Take yeah. it the next step. Keep yeah, going. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, I think it is the conversation to have. I think people are having that conversation. Definitely. Yeah. We're having it right now. We're having it right now. It's great. I'm doing it. Um, yeah. The, the thing that I still wondered, um, how do you feel like... You know, this is something that I definitely feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. giving into, which is, like, my looking back at a lot of my music in the past and being like, wow, a lot of that was, like, hyper-religious music, or as a very much, like, drawn by that color. Sure. And I feel like it's been very enjoyable to kind of stop writing those songs and stop thinking about those things, or thinking about them in very different ways. And yeah. it's, it's just been a huge release, and I know that that's something that both you and I have engaged in, yep. like in college and in life and in conversation. And how do you feel like that is affecting, like, your artistic process now? Sure. Or is it done? Is it different? What is that looking like?
1: It's definitely not done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it might not even be very different, honestly, than, yeah. than the same way I've put really my my spiritual and religious struggles into music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song I'm trying to write right now that has a chorus mm-hmm. and it has an intro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a, a real intro where it would be like a 30 second track in between the two tracks and then it would go to the thing mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. Yeah, <sighs> But I like it's like the thing that I'm the most reluctant to push into because it's Scary, but the chorus is like Uh And my purpose here is to remember the things we said and I love, but I tend to just forget we were together will it fix something and if I face a fact that I said I'll never go. And I can't push beyond that. Yeah. It's just like this. It's my memories and it's my past and it's the promises I made to Mm -hmm. something that a lot of days I don't believe in anymore. Mm -hmm. But there are still the days that I do. And that's when the promise is extra (laughs) Mm -hmm. intense. So I think a lot of people have made that kind of promise over the years that they would never leave something, be it God or somebody. Mm -hmm. And we all end up leaving eventually. Yep. So I don't know how to go, again, don't know how to go from that moment. Hmm. But those are the kinds of things where I'm like, my music is definitely still about God. And it's not just about the past God, it's about my, my future with God. And I right. know, I don't know what it is, but I know that it's there and something
0: I'm working towards. Right, right. the shape of the conversation feels very different. The shape of the conversation looks like let me accept this thing that is comfortable mm-hmm. and let me encourage others in celebrating mm-hmm. it together, which is a great joy to give to someone who doesn't feel capable to do that and to suddenly like have a moment and to be like, oh, I can engage in this thing that is beautiful to me. Yeah. And instead it's saying like, good, that is good. But now let me acknowledge this distance. Yeah. Let me acknowledge a separation and these new thoughts and engage in them. I, mm-hmm. I can, I can definitely relate on that moment of saying like, let me just sit in this confusion, totally. in this emptiness. Let mm-hmm. me, rather than try to be like, I'm going to define how I feel about a higher power mm-hmm. or how I feel about anything like that. instead just to say, this feels bad. Mm-hmm. I feel insecure Whereas I was brought up being told like, oh, you're going to die and then you're going to be alive again. It's going to be great. Instead (laughs) of just being like, no, that's comforting. You're desperate to know that. Right. Let yourself not know that. Mm -hmm. Just sit in that like mortality. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, my music is almost like this house that I'm letting shelter me Mm -hmm. from. That pain in a sense, and I still am in the pain. Mm-hmm. But one of, one of the best things I took away from all of my years at SPU, mm-hmm. Seattle Pacific University, where we both went, yep. uh, was this professor Rod Styling, who I took a class with. Hmm. He is I never a, a class with him. History of science professor. Tight, great. He's great, and he described the process by which people come to have new ideologies and come to have new frameworks for themselves in the universe and mm-hmm. frameworks for life and that it's important when you are deconstructing your old house that you lived in to have some kind of temporary shelter mm. like if you're rebuilding your house oh man <laughs> yeah if you're rebuilding your house you have a tent in the yard that you're sleeping in for a, <laughs> a couple weeks whatever it takes oh man to do that renovation or to like fix the rot or whatever it yeah. is and so when that comes to your own ideologies about the world, it's important to pick some that are going to shelter you. Dude. Whether or not that's, like, that you believe in true joy and that's something you can experience, or whether it's you believe in grace, whether or not it comes from God. Mm-hmm. And, like, really simple things like
0: that can well, be you, your tent. Sure, and what a, what a great thing to say, like, an artistic engagement. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and music being such a powerful thing to say, like, these... I can sing the words and not mean them, or I can right. hear the melodies that are familiar and mm-hmm. not like feel the same feelings I felt yeah. before. But I can create a safe space that looks like what I'm used to. Right. And like that's gonna carry me through. Totally. And like I can reinterpret it reinterpret it gradually. Totally. Even well when I've turned it off, I'm mm-hmm. just sitting in this. I'm changing yep. things. Yeah.
1: And a trust that your work in the music will take you somewhere better. Mm. Like, that's to me what... Oh, shit! <laughs> and that is why I, like, want to make music all the time and why I'm trying to quit my jobs and try to do more projects. And, like, I'm doing Crystal and Quiet and I'm doing the soundtrack to this weird mockumentary superhero movie. Mm. And I think I might have just signed on to do music for a circus version of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Tight! Like tons of weird stuff. Tons of weird stuff. But all of that, that artistic intent... It's like if you trust that that's gonna take you somewhere better, like that's all oh, you can do.
0: That is something I'm writing down and putting on a wall <laughs> if I believed in that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got plenty of wall space. Here. Yeah, right. There's a top blank top wall behind, blank behind blank you. Wall right behind you me. can't see. Oh shit, <laughs> That's that's so good. I'm gonna think about that a lot. Well, I'm really impressed by what you're doing, and if you were thanks. starting an artistic cult, I would totally drink the lemonade. Nice. Like I would be all about that. Tight. Yeah, it's real good stuff. Duly noted. Thanks. It's well, the circus. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm not joining the circus. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is really cool. Any um, other thoughts? I mean, Perhaps? tons of them, but I gotta respect the time. You know. I really listeners. Of the listeners. You know we could talk forever. I'm going to continue talking to you after this. Great. Cool. I really like you.
1: Yeah, I like you too. Thanks, Gabriel. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.